you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. Uh, today is a National Day of Prayer. And um, as such, we want to turn our focus to that. Not only discussing the importance of prayer, um, but also praying. Amen. And uh, I mean, we, we have to. We have to. Now today, I think, and Will the Great, you mm-hmm. let me know if anything has changed. But I think that we wanted to... Um, call on two sets of people to Mm -hmm. be a part of this program with us today. We wanted to call on the watchmen that we talked about during our share We're talking about those who see what's going on and those who are warning the body of Christ, those who are warning those who would listen, who are not yet members of the body of Christ. I mean, because there's a benefit and a blessing in that as well, especially right. If you don't know the Lord um, to be able to hear the warnings of what is coming and all of the things that, that 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 are happening in our country that point to the fact that the return of Christ is imminent, that the promises that are yet to be fulfilled will be fulfilled in light of the promises that were made that were already fulfilled. Um, so we wanted to call on the watchmen who um, you know who you are, you, you know who you are, right? Yeah. Uh, to be a part of the program with us today to talk with us about some of those things that we must warn the body of Christ about some of those things that we must warn those living in our country about. And these things are very familiar to us, right? Um, I think in some ways, hopefully in many ways, we are talking about these issues on a regular basis. And so this would be one of those things where we're, um, we're just running a highlighter over this and saying, listen, um, there is trouble, yeah. right? There is trouble. Yeah. And so we're calling on the watchmen. And I want you to start thinking about this even right now. If, you know, there are things that you see happening in culture. And by the way, I will just say this from time to time. Um, you you call in and, you know, we may not identify you as a watchman, but you know who you are. <laughs> like, you know, there's there's just people who um, you talk to them and and it's like, yeah, the, these are the ones who the Lord has really... Um, really positioned them to be able to sound the alarm, sound the alarm to identify what is happening. Right. Amen. Amen. So we want to call on the watchman, but then we also today want to call on the intercessors. These are the people that, you know, the Lord has given you a burden to pray. You are a person full of faith in prayer. You understand the importance of prayer. And even as the watchmen are warning about what's happening in this country, and we use these headlines to warn, we use these headlines to point out, listen, God has made a case against humanity. Mm. And every single day we bring you evidence for that case. Every day. (laughs) Every single day. We are presenting to you exhibits A through Z. I mean, I don't even know if that's how it works. Maybe it's A1, A2, you know. 
I don't know. Um, but there are those who, while you see this happening and you hear the warning, um, you are just compelled to pray. You, God has made you an intercessor. He has made you a person who you just know how to go to prayer and you believe that what you are doing is effective, Amen. that you are actually petitioning the Lord. And so um, in the second and third segments, that's what we're going to do. And and we'll come back in the second segment and give a little more instruction. We kind of want to have as much order as we can. Um, it's I feel like it's one of those situations where, you know, we have a thought about this. We have a plan. This is how we heard it in our heads. But uh, once the phone lines open, you just never know. So we'll try to yeah. stay as focused as we can um, and, 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 and as directed as we can, hopefully. Uh, and you, you, all of our brothers and sisters will help us with that. But there are several things that I want want us to explore on today, on this National Day of Prayer, where people are, um, and this is sad, but maybe for some Christians, this is a special focus. Like, maybe this is not a routine hmm. in your life, hmm. prayer. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it is um, a yearly feature where you're like, oh, yeah, prayer. You know, maybe it's not maybe it's not a feature or a fixture in your life regularly. I mm. I kind of want to talk about that a little bit in this segment mm-hmm. and um, and and then we'll spend some time praying. But the questions that I also want to have out there as we think about how we structure um, the program, the rest of the program, what is it that we as Christians must confess? That's the question. That's that's one of the questions that's out there for our listeners to be thinking about. Yeah. What are the ways, like if there is a call to repentance, if there is a call to confession, what is it that that Jesus followers must confess? How have we missed it? And and maybe then are sort of, you know, responsible for some of the things that we see happening. So what are the things that mm. we need to confess? Right. Yeah. And then for our watchmen, what are the things that we must warn people about in our country? Mm. What are the things that we have to sound the alarm? We have to point these things out. And, and these things, these warnings are always um, coupled with with the call to repentance, to turn from these things. So we're going to talk about that. And then finally, what petitions do we need to lay before the Lord? Yeah. What, what do we need to ask of the Lord? What are we, what are we seeking from the Lord? You know, I, I think um, there, there are several different, I think, extremes that people can go to in prayer. Some of that can be a little bit of apathy, even in praying, that you're kind of disconnected from what you're saying. You know, it's just, it's, we just, just talking out into the air, right? right, right. Um, and, and, and boy, may we have a, a sobriety about us when we pray yeah. that um, the fact that we can come to the Lord God Amen. has been purchased for us through Jesus Christ Amen. <laughs> and so that we would ever be sober minded as we pray. Um, but then I think there is sort of this, if, if there's not apathy, then there is this indifference in prayer. Ah, maybe God will answer. Maybe he won't. Hmm. We just, we just don't know. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe he just doesn't, you know. And the thing is, I think when we approach God in prayer, we, we, our minds have to be right in Mm -hmm. the sense of we need to um, recognize, and I say this all the time, who we're talking to, who we're praying to, like he's God and he can do all things. And there's, there's a scripture that I've uh, been reading in our 
uh, prayer time, you know, at church. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's simply in First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says, This is the confidence which we mm-hmm. have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked um, from him. So Amen. the thing is, we can have confidence if we're if we're praying these prayers according to the will of God. We can have confidence to know that he number one hears us and that he's poised to answer our prayers. So I think when we go into prayer, we need to understand that we're not you know like the pagans they would pray to wood and stone and come on you know things that couldn't that had no life nothing mm-hmm. you know they were nothing they were not gods but they would pray to we're praying to the true and the living god the almighty Amen. god and so our attitude should be that of we are in the presence of of a king of the mm-hmm. king and as we lay our requests out there we're praying according to his will man he hears us and Amen. he will answer and so man it's a powerful thing that we get to engage with god in prayer and mm-hmm. and we should be people that do that more and more and more not less you know but the Absolutely. enemy always try to crowd crowd our lives out you know and we crowd our lives our lives out you know to the point where we don't pray like we should but That's man right. we these opportunities to to get with God man there's nothing like them and so we need to take advantage of that Amen. Amen. I want to, before we go into the next segment where we open the phone lines and uh, Sherry B will uh, get you queued up. Uh, Don't be offended by her. She'll ask you just a few questions as she, as is her custom, but also we want to make sure that we are as succinct as we can possibly be, that we're on track, um, that we recognize that because we are all, we're, communicating all of us to a larger audience that we try to be as focused and as streamlined as possible. Um, so that we, as Will the Great often says, so that we hit the mark so that, so that we hit the mark and what we're attempting to do guys, this, this battle that we're in is not just a cultural battle that exists in a vacuum. Mm. It is underpinned and backed by spiritual forces that we cannot see. The Bible Mm. says very clearly that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So when we are praying and when we are interceding, when we are calling out to the Lord God to intervene on our behalf, we're actually doing battle in the realm that we don't see. Mm. And unfortunately for us, too many times we miss that. So here's what I want to do as we get ready to gear up for that in the second and third segments. I want to make four quick points about prayer, Mm -hmm. um, sort of a defense or make a case for why prayer must be a fixture of the Lord's church. Mm. Why must prayer be a fixture of the Lord's church? And so number one, Jesus left us an example of prayerfulness. He left us an example of prayerfulness. If you think about this and you think about what you remember from the gospels, or even you, you would go back and you'd read in the gospels, the Bible both records that Jesus prayed And some of his actual prayers. Mm -hmm. So the Bible records what Jesus prayed and the Bible records that Jesus prayed right Mm -hmm. ongoingly. This was a part so much so that the disciples asked, teach us how to pray. Think, think about that. Think about such an example that Jesus left. Okay. Such an example that Jesus left uh, in this life lived of prayer, the son of God, living an example of prayer before the disciples so much so that they're like, can you, can you teach us to pray? Can, can, can you teach us how we should pray? 
And so the Lord does, and he teaches them how to pray. But number one, prayer must be a fixture of the Lord's church because Mm. he who is head of the church fixed himself to pray Mm. on a regular basis. It's it's replete in the scriptures, right? Number two, number two, after the Lord ascends and you've got the earliest gathering, guys, think about this. Now the Bible, man, everything is written for our learning. You've got the earliest gathering of believers These believers are found praying. Now, this is before Pentecost, right? So this is before what we would describe as the birth of the church, where the Holy Spirit comes to the church. This is in Acts chapter one, Acts chapter one, verses 13 and 14. The Bible reads this way. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon, the zealot and Judas, the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. So even before Pentecost, you've got the gathering of believers, right? You've got the apostles. You've got the women who were with Jesus. You've got Jesus' siblings. They are doing what the Bible says very specifically, they are devoting themselves to prayer. Then you've got the day of Pentecost. Okay. The Holy Spirit is dispatched to the church. Mm. You've got what we call the birth of the church. Now you have the fellowship of the believers under sort of this banner that is now the church. The Holy Spirit has come. You've got the birth of church. How is that fellowship described in Acts chapter two, verse 42? The Bible says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So again, prayer is a fixture of the church. Like this is this what I can I just say that what I am saying should not be revolutionary. No, not at all. It's a fixture. It's a mainstay of the church. It should be automatic. Amen. When the apostles uh, first face persecution, Mm -hmm. When Peter and John are told not to perform any miracles in the name of Jesus, not to teach in Jesus's name, what happens? They go once they're released, Mm -hmm. they go and what they pray. That's right. They lift up their voices and they pray. And the Bible in Acts chapter four, verses 23 through 30, the Bible actually records what they prayed. Mm. Guys, prayer must be front and center, a mainstay and a fixture of the Lord's church. All right. Thanks for joining us. This is a national day of prayer. You're listening to Aaron, the Addison's on American family radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back and taking some of your calls. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. We've come too far, we've been through too much, why would we ever leave? Welcome back. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. Today is a National Day of Prayer, and uh, we are inviting you to pray with us, but also we are calling on the Watchmen. So this this is a little bit different Um We are asking very specifically in this segment, let me give the number. We are asking very specifically for the watchmen who you see what's going on in this country. And the warning is very clear. 
And the Lord has designed you in that way that you are warning people that you are sounding the alarm of coming judgment. My question for you, and we want you to call Sherry B will take your call 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. What is the warning to America? What is the warning to Christians living in America? And what ways are we dull and, and maybe we are not discerning as much as we should be? Uh, the watchman serves to warn the watchman cries out. The watchman is uh, is looking out afar off and sees things coming and then goes and says, hey, hey, this is coming up the pike. Hey, this mm. is this is at the gate. Hey, this is at the door. Let's get ready. This is what we need to be doing. And uh, we want to hear from the watchman today in this segment. And then in the last segment. Um, the phone lines remain open and we would like the intercessors to pray. And and who knows, you know, um, maybe by the leading of the spirit of God, the intercessors will pray in response to what the watchmen are warning us mm. regarding. And, and I think that would be beautiful. The number is 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. While those calls are getting queued up, I will recap just real quick. And then um, pick up with Acts chapter four, because the Bible records a praying church. And then all throughout the New Testament, all you look at the church's history. Um, prayer is a feature of the church, which I think really speaks to the acknowledged dependence that we must have on God. When we are praying, we are communicating our desperation for the Lord, even at a very basic level. There are some things that we think. Well, I pray when it gets, you know, really serious or I pray when it's things that I can't handle. Um, indeed, your very life should be submitted in prayer to the Lord. I, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got those big things coming up, Amen. but we need the Lord. I used to say often, um, th the more I learned about the Lord, I, I, I would say on a regular basis, Lord, I need you to need you. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, wow. I just when you realize sort of like how desperate you are, like, yeah, and, and I'm not saying that you. I need you to need you, Lord. Like, I just when we recognize who we are and that we really are a desperate being, <laughs> like we really are in need of the Lord's uh, intervention, then we cry out to him more sincerely. So, again, number one, prayer must be a prominent feature of the church. Well, that's my case. Prayer must be a prominent feature of the church. Number one, the Lord Jesus left us an example of both his prayers and the fact that he routinely prayed. Number two, the earliest gathering of the believers prayed in Acts chapter one. You find the disciples. This is pre-Pentecost. This is pre the birth of the church, as we would describe it. And they are gathered. And what are they doing? They are praying. Mm -hmm. And then three. Um, once the church is birthed, you have after the day of Pentecost. Now you have the fellowship of believers. You have the church gathering that gathering is described and prayer is mm. a fixture of that gathering. Right. I mean, if, if you're looking for a, you know, I'm going to be facetious here, church growth model, <laughs> um, go head on back over to acts two forty two and just, just look at what the components must be. And if any of these things are not present in your regular gatherings, um, maybe something is being neglected. I'm just, mm. I'm just saying maybe. And then number four, at the earliest encounter of opposition, look and, and think about these are all the things that sort of characterize um, what it is to live as a believer, to be in fellowship with one another. And then you continue on early on, early on to face persecution. 
to be told to deny Jesus, to, to give up speaking in that name. Don't, don't, don't teach or talk anymore mm. in the name of, of Jesus. And, and what do the apostles do? Well, they go and gather with the other believers. They go and gather with the other believers. And I'm going to read this. And then we're going to go to the phone lines, 888-589-8840. This is Acts chapter four, beginning at verse 23. When they were released, uh, this is Peter and John. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, and when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, and here's their prayer. Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father, David, your servant said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people plot in vain? Guys, think about where we are today. I just I just think about where we are. OK, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed for truly in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. Mm. Verse 29. And now, Lord, look up on their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Listen, we want to exegete scripture properly. We want to draw out from the scripture what the Lord God wants us to know Amen. in his sovereignty. And it is quite obvious to me that one of the things that the Lord wants us to know is that when we face persecution, when we are pressed in on various sides, that prayer is safe for us to run to. Mm. Prayer is safe for us to go to. That That's not inactivity. Right. That is, in fact, doing. Right. All right. The phone lines, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. In this segment, we are uh, calling out to the watchmen. We want to hear from some of those watchmen who've been observing what's going on in our country and um, are responding with the warning that we need to heed. Will the Great, where mm -hmm. do we go first? Well, first, I want to read uh, from uh, someone in the, um, the comments on Facebook. Sure. Uh, Cynthia said, America needs to repent. Said Christians need to stop putting their skin color before God. Mm. And they need to repent of that behavior. And that we need to repent for putting men in higher positions than God. Mm. That's from uh, Cynthia in um, the inbox, not the inbox, the comments on Facebook. But, Thank you, Cynthia. But we can go right now to Scott in Mississippi. Hi, Scott. Hey, hey, Addisons, how you doing? Great. God bless you. Look, I love you guys. Uh, I'm in law enforcement, and I, I see what's happening in my realm. And my statement is that we Christians no longer believe there are consequences for immoral behavior. We're mm. riding the tide of affluence like our society is and without speaking out and mm -hmm. they're, they're yeah. we're starting to see the consequences of lawlessness mm -hmm. in our midst and we are losing our way and our children are the main indicator of what's happening to us mm -hmm. um, but the consequences are going to be strong and we cannot live as pagans and not expect that we're going to receive a, a pagan's reward, mm. which is 
going to be a real problem in our society, and we're starting to lose it. Um, the the drug usage, the deaths that we're seeing, the mm-hmm. violence, uh, we are losing the war. Criminal mm-hmm. justice is re- retreating right now, and mm-hmm. uh, and we're really – I don't hear a lot of people in the game talking about it, and mm-hmm. uh, it's tragic. Wow. Um, okay. Thank God you. Bless y'all. Thank you, Scott. Brother, listen, thank you thank so you. much. Look, thank you for serving us, right? Thank you for serving the Lord, right? Because the Bible clearly says that in the position that you're in, you are a servant to the Lord, but by extension, you are serving us. So I just want to say thank you so much. We appreciate you. We appreciate and we love and we value our law enforcement officers. So thank you for calling. And look, what an honor that you listen to this program. I hope that it's an encouragement to you. Um, if I could just recap here. Our brother Scott said that um, we no longer believe in consequences for sin, and it's it's obvious everywhere that we look. Man, I, I agree with that. I, we did a few programs, at least one or two, where we talked about lawlessness and how you can't yeah. keep lawlessness as a pet. <laughs> right. And that's what we see happening in yeah. our country. And now here we are just a few months post those programs where we talked about that specifically. We are now seeing the result of the attempts to keep lawlessness as a pet, to try to allow lawlessness just as much as you want to, right? <laughs> but then you're going you're gonna to keep it on a leash. You're, you're going to just keep lawlessness because you want to be able to control that people can go and do whatever they want. But then you think at, at, you know, you're going to be able to turn a dial and kind of undo that. Well, now we're seeing in places like New York City and even in New Orleans, we're seeing like in places like San Francisco, we're we're seeing um, skyrocketing numbers of violence. Why? Because you cannot tell people who make it their job, their life's work Mm -hmm. to serve the Lord right in law enforcement. Okay, you cannot tell those people that you're going to tie their hands, that they can't that they cannot serve and protect. Right. And then expect them to keep going into situations where they're expected to risk their life. Right. And then be condemned on the other side of that. You can't keep doing that. And then you cannot give people a license to um, I want to say sin. It is sin. But to be unlawful or to be lawless (laughs) and then expect that you're going to be able to just turn it off whenever you feel like it. Right. This is we are seeing indiscriminate violence skyrocket in our country. Why? Because we have exalted that. We have normalized that. And because, unfortunately, we have loved it. We have loved it in this country. Mm. And when I say we, I I don't mean all of us. People understand what I'm saying. But this is what's being celebrated in our country. Brother Scott, thank you so much. I appreciate you calling in. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Kathy in North Carolina. Hi, Kathy. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing Hello. Um, I just like to say that I've been watching stuff happen for years, and it's total Bible. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe that the, you know, a lot of people are saying that, well, the church is going to rise up, and the church is going to do this, and church is going to do that. And I believe that, but I really believe that looking at the signs of the times, you know, feeling it in your heart, that we're really going to suffer through some persecution coming up Mm. it's not going to be a bed of roses and the lord spoke to my spirit this morning and he said be brave be Mm. brave Mm. and we're not prepared for what is going to come upon us and i'm just would like to say that and that's not accepted everywhere you know what i mean 
No, look, God bless you. you. Well, it's it's not only is it accepted, but it's acknowledged here. Okay, God bless you, sister, because look, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, that all who desire to live godly in this life will suffer persecution. Mm. So those who are not feeling it and those who are not prepared, those who are not ready, probably likely are those who do not desire to live godly. If you don't want to live godly, then you're going to be safe. Right. You're you're not. Look, it is not. It's not the one who says that Jesus is a way who will be kind of in trouble, right? Mm. It's it's the one who says Jesus is the way. He is the only way, right? Those are the ones who are going to suffer and who are going to face persecution. And I agree with you, Kathy. I, I think there are some things that we overlook. There was a wonderful sister who wrote into us recently and she was commenting on us talking about the watchmen. And she said that one of the things that the Lord really impressed on her heart was to warn people about, and I, I don't know if she's on the line or not, but I will just say to warn people about the drift, mm. the drift, because it's a very subtle falling yeah. away. But remember <laughs> that the Bible already told us that in the latter days, there would be a great falling away. And so now here we are where we see people accepting all kinds of things in the church, things you never would have imagined. Mm. There are people that you would have thought, well, well surely they will endure to the end. But they've accepted all kinds of wickedness under the guise of unity and things like equity and whatever the buzzwords are of this generation. People are buying into that. And what you see, what you're experiencing is the great falling away. Let me say this and then we'll go back to the phone lines. We miss the great falling away, meaning we don't spot it. Because it doesn't look as it looked during the first great awakening, the second great awakening in this country. When there was a falling away, people left church. And so you were able to identify that because churches were empty. And you're like, where are these people? Well, those people also believe it or not, had a fear of God. So they were not going to play with God in his house. They, they wanted to be out drinking and away from their family. So they weren't going to just be in the church house, so to speak. But today, we have a great falling away and it will increase, but the people are not going away. So they're falling away, sitting right next to you in church. Mm. They have rejected the truth, but they're still nodding their heads, right? Mm. They are still claiming to be Christians, but they have rejected orthodoxy. This is all a part of the great falling away. And the church would do well to be warned and to recognize what this looks like. Amen. Will the great. All right, just to read one. Christine said, we are called to be living stones. The church is being called to have a living, active faith. And prayer is the, prayer in the spirit must be the facilitator of that. Mm, amen. Um, let's go to Mel in North Carolina. Hi, Mel. Hello, uh, guys. How are you doing today? Doing God great. bless you. God bless you, too. You know, I, uh, I'm 65 years old. Didn't get saved till I was 31. Um, I played both sides of the law when I was doing law work. I'm ashamed of that, but I'm thankful for the grace of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I sure have been giving the devil fight these last 33 years, I'll tell you that. Hmm. And uh, it's all through through the power of the Holy Spirit. But do you guys realize how hard it is to strike up a a Christ-centered conversation with a Christian in, in the church today? Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's a Mel, <laughs> listen, let me just say, wow, your point is so excellently made. This this kind of I think 
tacks on to what I was just saying. Yeah, the drift. This this is the drift. This is the great falling away where you even inside the church, yeah. people do not want to talk about Christ. Like they don't want to talk about the things of God or scripture or holiness or all of these things that are components or features of our walk with the Lord. Oh, I mean, <laughs> come on now. That's let's read the thermostat, right? Let's read it or the thermometer. Okay, we'll take the break. Aaron the Addisons, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Boy, we appreciate you. We really are. We are privileged. Yes, privileged. (laughs) We are privileged to have the opportunity to encourage you. If in any way this program is an encouragement to you, hopefully to to strengthen you and to remind you that you're not alone, that there, there is a remnant, that there is a group of people who are serving the Lord, who love the Lord. And I'm not talking about just... Will and myself, I'm talking about the people that you get to hear from on a regular basis all across this country, that maybe you are off in your corner and you're thinking, do we have anybody here? You know, is there, is there, am I alone? Am I, am I a dinosaur? And, uh, and the Lord says, no, you're not alone. Right. And he does that by, um, allowing those examples, uh, to, to be heard on this program. So we're really grateful for that. All right. Well, the great, I, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. This is what I do kind of almost in life a little bit. Um, I try to make the decisions that I can make on my own. Right. And then when we get to the really tough ones, I'm like, so what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to volley yeah. this one over to you. Yes. So here we are. We're in the third segment yes. and we we're going to go to intercessors. Yes. But I know based on Sherry B and the way the calls get queued up, we probably yeah. have a few more watchmen who we wanted to get more. through. We have a couple more. Okay. So here's what we're doing. 888-589-8840. The intercessors, those yeah. who want to pray and are comfortable yes. praying on air, uh, give us a call because we want to pray with you today uh, in this segment. But what we'll do is we'll round out our conversation with a couple more watchmen. Yes. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. Do All it. right. And and then we'll go to our intercessors. Will the Great, where do we go now? All right. Uh, just before we go there, Olga. Mm-hmm. Olga says, uh, we also have to repent of having our jobs as our God. Mm-hmm. We work to give our government. Uh, we work to, to give our government the use against God, us paying for abortions and things like oh, that. And yeah. so now let's go to, let's see, let's go to Joan in Ohio. Hi, Joan. Hi, I'm here, Nikki, uh, Mickey, Mickey and Will. Yes. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. You got it. I'm outside. However, I'm going to talk quickly here. I want I, It's such a thrill to be able to speak with you all finally. I've um, been uh, listening to you for a few years. You oh, have called you. me out. I am a uh, watchman on the wall. I am <laughs> out here telling people. God, and you also said Psalms, too. I've been telling people, why are the nations raging? Okay? And we know what's happened before. I want to thank you for uh, just confirming what I have in my heart as a watchman on the wall. I, I'm... I can be talking to somebody in customer service and ask them, do they know the Lord? And some of them will have conversations with me. I'm just saying the Lord is coming quickly. In fact, um, 
it became apparent to me, the Lord does tell you when he's going to come, because see, I, I'm into linguist, linguistics, and um, March, I mean, Matthew 24, 14, you know, he says, okay, there's wars, rumors, wars, da-da-da-da, this is not the end, do not fear, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, when all, all nations are preach this gospel, and the gospel is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the good news. Some of them will have a full, full Bible, but there's not that many more languages left from what I read about Wycliffe. At one time, they predicted that they would have all nations done, all, all this done by 2050. However, of course, we know due to technology, they're predicting 2025, and I'm not saying, oh, that's what it is. It shows you that prophecy is coming. It's, it's open. Thank you. I, I refrain now. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you, Joan. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. Listen, the gospel is being preached. Amen. The the gospel is being preached around the world and converts. People are coming to Christ. People are becoming Christ followers. Mm. And look, we don't know the day or the hour, but we do know the signs. And this is on purpose. The Lord wanted us to know so that we would be ready and that we would be on guard. And also that we would be warning people, Mm. which I hope is what we're doing today. Listen, the Lord is coming. He, he is coming again. There was the promise that he would come the first time and that he was coming again. And he is coming again. And his reward is with him. His reward is with him. God bless you, our sister Joan. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right. Before we go there, I want to say, Jerry, he said, no other good can happen in America until the massive number of lost people become obedient disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. So that means mm. spreading the gospel. All Amen. right. Let's go to Christy in Tennessee. Christy, go ahead. Hi. Thank you so much for your ministry to families. I really appreciate it. Uh, I was just calling more as an encouragement and also a warning against discouragement Hmm. to parents. I'm an educator um, with a background in helping students with emotional and behavioral disorders. Hmm. And I've noticed that there are a lot, especially of Christian parents who are strong-willed children, and mm-hmm. it seems to be, um, I don't know, even of more uh, prevalence than it was in the past, mm-hmm. and um, I just want to be an encouragement. God created our children's personalities and their characteristics. He knows the world that they are going to have to live in. It is our job to help guide that strong will, not mm-hmm. to break it. Mm, and so I just want to be an encouragement mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that strong will was put there mm. so that our children could be the watchmen that hopefully we are mm. and strong to lead others. So just just a word of encouragement Thank that, you. Um, oh. you know, God, God did create them Amen. and did create that that. Uh, characteristic in them. Oh man, Christy, that is wonderful. Thank you so much for that, man. I I could not agree Mm. with that more. I'm, I'm so tempted to add a little bit more commentary, but I, I'm Man, already getting the good. notices from Will the Great that we've got other callers, and I want to make sure that we have ample time to pray. Yes. 
later on that, okay? <laughs> because Chrissy, how observant and how discerning yeah. we need our children mm-hmm. to be resolute. Mm-hmm. We need our children to be strong, so right? Those personalities that we wrestle with yeah. can be used for God's glory in the end times. That's that would exactly be, right. All right, we, we, we got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, Christy. But Christy knew. She was yeah. like, okay, you know, ministry to families. You know we care an awful lot about this in particular. Hmm. Christy. All right. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? Are we turning to intercession? Yes. Yes. We're going All right. To go to, Amen. Yes. Uh, Marsha in Texas. Hi, Marsha. Hello. Yeah. Are you ready to pray? Yes. Ready yes, to pray. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you, God. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Father, and I lift up this nation before you, Lord, mm. and I thank you that you have it all in your hands, that uh, the plan is already set in place. Mm-hmm. And, Father God, I'm asking that everybody that hears this will be intercessors. We're all called to pray. Mm-hmm. Father God, I'm asking that we will all pray for your presence to fall, because when your presence falls, every knee shall bow, and I'm calling on your presence to fall Mm -hmm. across this nation. I'm calling on intercessors, all people of all ages, children that hear this, that they will get down and pray on their knees Mm -hmm. every day and ask Mm -hmm. for your presence to fall. For that's where everything lies. Everybody will be touched, no matter what, Father. In Jesus' name, I call these things. And Father, I thank you that we will not look to the left or to the right. We will look straight ahead at you. I plead the blood of Jesus over our nation, Father Mm -hmm. God, over everyone, Father, that is turned away, that doesn't know you. I plead the blood of Jesus over all of us, Father, from the crowns of our head to the soles of our feet. And, Father, I ask you to open up the windows of heaven Mm -hmm. and pour out your spirit upon us, Father. Mm -hmm. I bind our minds to the mind of Christ. Bring all the people back, the men of God, let them take their stand, the women of God. Let us all keep our minds stayed upon you, not upon the darkness, because you already have it all in your hands. We thank you, Father. We trust you, Father. Mm -hmm. We love you, Father. Mm -hmm. We will use all the weapons at our disposal. We will thank you continually, Father. Mm. And we thank you, Father, for your presence. We thank you that your hand is upon this nation. It does not look like it to many people, but you Mm -hmm. have it. The whole world is in your hand. Mm -hmm. And our little lights, we all lift our hands up right now, and we pray that our lights will shine, Mm -hmm. that they will shine across the nation. They will light fires across the nation, Father. So we ask again that your presence will fall. And I ask that everybody that hears this will ask for your presence to fall and continually pray, and it will come. Just like it did in uh, Catch the Wind, the spiritual awakening of the Hebron Islands. If you've never heard of it, his presence fell, and it affected everybody. There was no leader. It was you. You were there. Everyone was drawn. And I call this out in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sister. I appreciate you calling in. appreciate you leading us in prayer. Uh, we'll continue on and get mm-hmm. as many prayers in as we can. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Jerry in Tennessee. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Will and Mickey. Thank you for hey, doing this Jerry. today. I, I didn't God bless feel, you. I didn't feel like I do now until I started listening. I'm just going to pray if that's okay. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Uh, Father, uh, first of all, Father, we praise you. You have your 
everything about you is magnificent. You've created a wonderful church, a wonderful world, and you beg us to come and speak to you. And somehow we find a billion other things to do other Mm. than talk to you. (laughs) Father, I pray that uh, I'm not going to pray for America today, Lord. I'm going to pray for your believers, the church. Mm. Father, we have (laughs) gone to other wells. We've chosen other things to Mm. honor. And Father, I ask that you would forgive us for not being satisfied and content in you and not trusting you, not trusting your ways, Lord. We have looked for every other way to do things than the way you said to do it. We have traded prayer for political power. Mm. We have tried to make lost people nice and good instead of making them disciples of yours. Father, I just ask you to forgive us for not trusting you. I pray, Lord, that those small number of believers in America— Father, would you pull us back to you? Would you pull us back to your word? Would you help us to trust you? Would you help us to turn off the TV, turn Mm -hmm. off, put our phones down, stop sorting the sock drawer, whatever it is that we Mm. found to fill our time, Mm. and help us to get on our knees in your throne room and plead with you and beg you and praise you for what a wonderful God you are Mm -hmm. who loves us enough. You want to speak to us and we reject you. Mm -hmm. Father, help us. You told us in Matthew 7, there is a wise man who built his house on the rock and foolish man who built it on the sand. Father, we used to be built on the rock. We have picked Mm -hmm. our house up and moved it to Mm. uh, bad foundations, ones that can't support us, Lord. Forgive mm. us. You told us we're the branches and you are the vine. We have detached ourselves through our lack of prayer mm. from the vine. Father, I just ask you, bring us back. All the problems we have in America are tied to godlessness, and there's only mm. one cure for godlessness, and it is you, and it is discipleship oh. and obedience. So, Father, I pray, come into your church and help us mm. to accept you and submit ourselves to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, Jerry. Mm. Thank you so much. Will the Great, let's continue in prayer. All right, let's go to Tina in Tennessee. Hi, Tina. Hello there. Father, I just thank you so much for Christian broadcasting. I praise you, Lord, that you have chosen to take back the airwaves and that you are using it with mighty men and women of God who are proclaiming truth and proclaiming your name the name that is above every name. I praise you, Father. Mm. I lift up Will and Mickey and all of the other Christian broadcasters who are speaking truth, who are encouraging, who are discipling, who are lifting others up and guiding us, Lord, in these days of trouble. Lord, we thank you for them. I pray, Lord, that you would bless them, that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them, and that you would continue, Lord Jesus, to move and have your way, mm-hmm. and Lord, that you would just use them for your ongoing glory. You mm-hmm. are the King of kings yes. and the Lord of lords, and yes, we Lord. praise you. It's yes, in Lord. the mighty, 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 powerful you, name that is above every name, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Will the Great, I'm not sure. Can we, can we have can one we more? Have, let's, let's try. Do we have to? Okay. All right, let's Darrow in Arkansas. Go, Darrow. Thank you, guys. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm. Thine kingdom come, thine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heavenly Father, we need you Mm. like never before. We need your Holy Spirit to encamp around us and keep us. Mm. We need you to break the 
bounds of the enemy all around us. Mm-hmm. We need you to bring back our family. We need you to, to, to make us whole again. We need yes. you, Father God. We can't do any good thing on this earth without you. So we praise your name. We give you the glory. We give you all the praise because you are the one living God, mm-hmm. the only living God. So we thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, by Jesus' blood. Amen. 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 Oh, my goodness. I tell you, I tell you, Lord, and praise God that... Mm. Um, that he leads us by his spirit. Guys, I know that this is, this is weird talk for people who don't know him, but for those of us who know him and who depend on him, man, this is common among us, right? This is, this is pretty ordinary that we expect the Lord to be who he is. I could not have asked for a better program today. Mm. I could not have asked for um, more than what we had. So praise God every day, every day is the day to pray, right? Every day. It's the day to pray. Okay, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.